No, that's right. Ketchup <laughs> and mustard. Amber dirt. No poop on bed. This is your forest-dwelling Dr. Tar. This is Professor <gasps> Feather. This is the midnight blurry background gadfly. This is Porn Stash, Dr. Head. And this is <laughs> The Flaming Blue Fez. <laughs> That's all I have. Uh, and you oh, are listening. Dumb. You are listening. <laughs> so sorry, you and watching. That one too. Sorry. <laughs> and you're watching and listening to a cacophony called. Oh, we're back. We're back to the 1990s, we the very back. late 1990s in the. Uh, uh, history of science fiction films. 98. 1998. We have 98 to 99 to go. 98 was a particularly good year for me. I don't know about any <laughs> fellows, but I liked 1998 for one film in particular. And I will mention that film, and then I will pass the uh, the old baton to the next person in line. And the film I'm talking about is Aaron uh, Aronofsky's Pie. One of the one of the best science fiction films ever made ever in the history of film. It is one of the best films ever made. Not even science fiction, film. It is a brilliant, brilliant film. If you've never seen it, I feel sorry for you because if you're into that kind of thing, you'll just you'll, you'll just gush. What can I say? There you go. I'm passing it on somebody else. I'm waiting for the uh, uh, the colorized version of that movie. And then I'll watch it. <laughs> Sepia tone. Oh, There's no, no place like pie. I think no Del Toro is going to do that. <laughs> right. It'll just be two and a half hours longer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And blue. And blue. <laughs> Predominantly blue. And get all the stuff out of the air. God damn it. Anyway, so so that year alone for me was was capital. You know. I'm going to be. Uh, let me let me say before that. Let me let me back up just a second here. Blue Fest, Have you ever seen pie? Yes, uh, but it's been a long time. Long time. I, I need to. I need to rewatch it. It's been many years since I've seen it. Right, Doctor Head. Have you ever I seen have, Pie? I have not uh, seen Pie, so you can feel sorry for me. So, but now I'm going to put it on uh, my list. Put it on your list because I think you will not be. You, you will not be um, disappointed. Yeah, disappointed. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> you will not be. You will not be disappointed. I think yeah. you were tongue pied. I know. I was. I was <laughs> tongue pied. That's right. I know. I know. Tar's seen it, and I, and I know Gadfly has seen it. Pie chicken. <laughs> anyway, so that 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 made that year for me. <laughs> Dark City too. Oh, Dark City came out. That's good. Yeah. Dark yeah, City. Like let's Dark let's City. talk about Dark City. I'll talk about Dark City. Yeah. All right. Just how different it looked. I, 
than a lot of stuff that was coming out at the time too i think yeah to me too I, yeah and feather and i were in our mib mode at the time that was that was just yeah fun movie just the look the, the mm-hmm. yeah just like the darkness it, it's like it it's like terry gilliam could have made dark silly yes silly dark silly dark silly <laughs> dark silly <laughs> That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother genre. <laughs> it, did, it did look a lot like a darker Brazil. Well, I, that's hard to say. <laughs> yeah, Brazil was pretty dark, but but yes, it had. That yeah, Dark City's it. great. I mean, the yeah. cast is wonderful. It is mm-hmm. such an engaging, engrossing movie, uh, and it, it it keeps on twisting it. You know, it, we wouldn't uh, have like movies like Inception without Dark City. You know, right. definitely the reality. Really, which yeah. where is reality? Where does it begin? Where does it end? The bending, the intentional distortion, uh, fabrication of reality, and this nightmarish quality to it. Uh, yeah, Dark City is fantastic. Well, Proyas also Proyas also had did the Crow. Remember the Crow? Oh. Hmm? Yeah, yes. he did that too. He directed that. Yeah, which is really good. Yeah, I Robot too. I think. Yeah, and this was a lot of before. Uh, uh, a lot of CGI though too wasn't it? a lot mm-hmm. of it was practical effects wasn't it yes I d- I'm not sure was it they did some CG because they had the yeah well I Brandon yeah. Lee's face over the another actor a couple times they yeah but they it was early technology where they were doing that kind of thing right but it was a lot but of I thought that like effects. a lot of the building stuff I thought that was like model work of, yes and yeah. even the twisting you know that was uh all practical effects, you know, model work. Very well could have been, just like the monolith monsters. Yes. Um, no, I, yeah, I, for some reason I thought that was this. Very well it could like, be. It was one of those, you know, where yeah. CGI was coming in, but it was. A, yeah, it's weird kind of folding, involving, twisting kind of stuff. Yeah, it could, it could very well have been. Right, right. It's kind of like the movie, too. I like that they just kind of drop you right in the middle of this situ, whatever, this scene, yep. you know, or whatever, yes. this world. And then you're kind of having to figure things out as opposed yep. to somebody just going, here's where we are, you know, or here's a scroll at the front, you know, to, to give you, you know, a ton of background or something. But uh, I really liked that, you know, it did that. And then just the way it unfolded, because it was kind of like how everything twisted in the the visuals was about kind of like how the story um kind of uh, and really up. unfolded yeah like time time space you know being manipulated stuff just yeah and it uh it, it's considered a classic now but it if i remember correctly it didn't do well no it didn't it you're, right. No, no. you're right yeah well, i think it's too cerebral yeah, yeah i think so too which yeah. is too bad i would definitely put this um in my bucket list of like you know high concept science fiction um did uh, yeah, did movies yeah. like Brazil? Did that do well when it came out? <laughs> Probably not. I still love it though. Yeah, I, yeah, me too. No, <laughs> I was just, I was just curious how that was. I think, I'm not really sure about Brazil. I think I it know. did because back then there was the art house. Uh, you know, you had all of these art right. theaters all over the place. Every city mm-hmm. had two mm-hmm. or three of them. You know, just about. Right. So you'd have a whole circuit that they could play to as not, and you know. Not being the only place <laughs> because I know Baron Munchausen wasn't. That was well. That was that uh, tanked. Yeah, that didn't play hardly yeah. anywhere. No. The, uh, the loved like, it. I loved that. Yeah, I love that. Yes, movie, oh it's a good movie. It's so a good movie. Yeah, there's a, I think a lot of movies in this 1998 that are big misses. 
<laughs> I mean, uh, we have a couple of disaster movies that are kind of, Godzilla. at least one of them was quite disastrous. Godzilla. Uh, Godzilla? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole other one. Yeah, that's, that's a disaster that's, movie. Oh, yeah, and we're going to have a fit. second episode about that one. Tar, I remember Tar, you and I going to the theater to see that one. Yeah, it's a you remember feather, that? feather doesn't yeah. often see oh. me angry about stuff. But that was, <laughs> yes, that was, that was, that was, that was one of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I drove to Bowling Green so that Tim and I could go see it in the in the theater at the Bowling Green Mall. And we liked like the first 15, 20 minutes. I liked the buildup. I'm like, oh, okay, this buildup's nice. Yeah, well, you know, they show yeah, the a wrecked ship and, ship and the, the yeah. prince. I'm like, okay, this is building up. I'm, I'm digging this. In the, the um, sailor um, courtiera. Yeah, and but by the end of it, I think Tim put it succinctly. I'm ready. Oh, it, it was way before the end. Well, it, it's it, one, fucking one, Jurassic one. Park. But, Stop. Yeah, but at the end he goes, yeah, yeah. I'm, ready to, I'm ready to put a shotgun in my mouth now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The iguana, the iguana from the French nuclear test. Yeah, the yeah, and swims to, <laughs> swims to cold waters. We're gonna swim from warm waters to cold, and I'm gonna be a male it's iguana. Breeding, and, um, it's I'm a vegetarian who's gonna suddenly start eating tuna, and then I'm also gonna start having babies. It's, like, it's, geez, it's, it's, fucking a, it's because he's a mutant. Of course, that explains everything. <laughs> everything. Um, yeah, literally. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just the worst thing in the world. And I remember when it, when the images first teased out from Godzilla, like looking you know, the iguana, and then how Sony was really trying to deny them. And then I saw uh, the guy who who designed him. Then I saw a little special about him, um, and I saw his oh, I probably. It's Sinopolis or something like yeah. that. Yeah, um, where it's like, where did he get his inspiration from? And like immediately you see, oh, he's got a pet iguana. Oh, how fucking original is this guy? You're redesigning Godzilla, and you're looking like, <laughs> what? What should he look like? I'll make him look like like my iguana. I kind of get uh, what they're going, but just, it's well, just the, they yeah. don't. Well, the, the arrogance that Dean Devlin and Roland Emmerich had by saying we can remake these movies and make them better because um, it was just those silly men in suits that that contempt really shows and then they didn't understand what a kaiju is the idea of the kaiju kaiju are not afraid of missiles and rockets and things they they kind of defy human efforts to destroy them and then we have a monster who just runs away and hides you know he shows up and I even like the first appearance of Godzilla in this movie we you know it's all rainy I like the first appearance he just stands up it looks like it's a beautiful shot um but then he starts running away from everything and he hides i'm like oh my god because he's not godzilla he's Make not he's just a, fucking godzilla. exactly if they had called it like iguanosaurus or something i would have liked the movie much you're better. right he's from <laughs> no, no it's still it had broderick uh, Matthew Broderick. It was still so a that, shit movie. That, right, that right there made the movie was, bad. I don't. And don't I like you know Maria Patillo or that his name. Yeah, she no, was cute as all but as yeah. all get up. But she's then they had the Roger Ebert Cisco guys. That, you <laughs> yeah. know, just it was like oh my fuck. I'm like absolute, I, I had never trash. prayed for someone's death until I. But did it was that. so far removed from Godzilla that I just, right. It was just you know other they, than them yes. trying to call it that. And the, right. they the placated guy, like said, the fans the by having capitalizations where, where he like yells and then blows the fire truck or the, well, the tanker catches on fire because um, they said, yeah, oh, yeah he's going to have a breath. But no, he didn't have any of that. Uh, it, you know, it's just ridiculous. I think the film would have been and it much became better. Jurassic Park. It became it Jurassic. Just, the last 45 minutes, was, if you truncated it, when the torpedoes were shot from the submarines he dies then then end of story that would have been a much better movie and but then it turns design, into yeah. yeah then it turns into this 
oh my god we got fucking raptors running around and this yep. is just the most exactly. fascinating thing yeah it, it is the worst uh just a horrible piece of shit movie but, i remember going but saying on Sony's- that, but saying that the cartoon that they had on at the time i liked a lot better I heard the cartoon was really good, but I never. It was. Not, it wasn't it. bad, and yeah. it was like a direct sequel from the movie. Yeah, it was like uh, one of the eggs hatched and then imprinted on someone. Okay, and so there was there. It became a connection with that. Oh, okay. And so, yeah. So it, yeah, but then it became a monster yeah. bash thing. Well, I remember Taco Bell being one of the restaurants that, or you know, they had all the like stuff. Like before the movie came out, they were like, you could get your Godzilla stuff. Um, and that's how was I first really saw what the creature was going to look like because they were denying, no, 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 it's not an iguana. And I got one of those cup holders, which was essentially the a, a wrap around iguana. You put your cup in. I'm like, oh, it is the fucking iguana. Jesus, you know. Um, right. It was just I just knew, and I'm like, oh, this is awful. They strayed too far. Uh, it just wasn't Godzilla in any way, nope. shape, or form. No, you know, it's like let's we're going to make a movie called Dracula, um, and except he's not undead. Star uh, of the doesn't, Mummy yeah. doesn't drink blood, um, doesn't bite people, um, and uh, you know doesn't turn into a bat or you know any of those Martin. things. Sorry, right? Yes, <laughs> Martin was way more entertaining. Yeah, so I wrote Sony. Uh, I got on their website and I sent them like a I don't know six or eight page uh, hate bomb uh, email. Um, and like two days after I emailed it to them, the, the site shut down. You banned from all Godzilla movies. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like I'm maybe I was partially responsible for shutting Sony down um, because of the, the vitriol they got from the real Godzilla fans. Well, I, I and, think uh, I think your letter was too much plain language. That's what you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many more fucks can I write into a plain fucks? But I will say the one thing that this movie did do, and I will, as much as the movie was shit, um, the partnership between Sony Vega, uh, Sony and uh, Toho allowed a lot of Godzilla movies that were finally to get a launch and an official release DVDs with subtitles and really beautiful copies. Stuff that we were, as fans, were getting as bootlegs for years. So I I finally was able to get you know, tons of Godzilla stuff that I was not able to get before. So that is really nice. And you got two prints. Yeah, beautiful copies. Like, okay. I, I will give the movie props. Like, okay, at least it allowed that to happen. But, um, that's it. It's a horrible pile of shit. I would rather watch that fucking clown movie you guys love so much. Shakes the Clown. I would rather watch that. Seriously, I would rather watch Shakes the Clown than watch this. I'd rather watch that horrible fucking Jesus UFO Bigfoot movie again. Oh, that's saying a lot right there. Mm -hmm. While I'm not high. That. There. So anyway, well, there you go. <laughs> so also, but, like 1998 gave us some pretty other uh, other franchises that went to shit, and that's Lost in Space. So, oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, good production design, yep. and it's got Gary Oldman, which you you want to. You're like, okay, this he was be- like yeah. literally everything at that time, though. Yeah, <laughs> William Hurt, Mimi Rogers, uh, uh, was it? Meth- is it Meth- uh, LeBlanc? LeBlanc, uh, from yeah. Friends. Yeah. You you think this is gonna work? It doesn't really. I remember thinking, oh, this is a fun popcorn movie, and then I, now I don't know what you guys think of it, but then Netflix did their Lost in Space, which I'm like, oh wow, yeah, this is a little bit. 
I, I liked what Netflix did. I thought yeah. it was an the second season. Take. Second season gets even better, I think. Yeah, and then then yeah, that movie doesn't age well at all. It's just yeah, that's meh. Meh. I, I didn't mind it. I, I yeah, actually enjoyed it. Um, it's a popcorn movie. I mean, yeah, it's not. It's not. That's how I looked at it. I just I, I just enjoyed so. it for what it is. I, I liked how they tried to make it a little more serious at the end and the connection with Will Robinson and all that stuff like that. And but I've only seen it the one time. It was probably around this time, nineteen ninety nine, yeah. two thousand, yeah. when it came out on, on video. So I, I wouldn't mind watching it again. And I've never seen the Netflix uh, Lost in Space, which I hear is really amazing. So I definitely want to check that out. But I didn't mind uh, Lost in Space. I will Part- say I went out and bought the toy of the robot. <laughs> Parker, of course I would. I think Parker Posey is Dr. Smith. Oh, yeah. Oh, she is I like Parker. In the, in the new one, yeah. yeah she is it. awesome. Yeah. Okay. And huh. she's really evil. I mean, yeah. I like that because I'm used to seeing her. Right up the, front, she's just nasty. Yeah. The guest, you know, the guestian comedies. That's where I'm used to seeing her. But, um, no, that sounds like fun. Um, uh, did anyone like? Uh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, did anybody on. see Deep uh, Rising with Treat Williams? Yeah, Thank you. yeah. I, I, now, I like. There was that a movie. bunch of these kind of movies. Which yeah. one? Which one? Deep Rising. Which Deep one? Deep Rising with the with the tentacle monster yeah, in the ship in the, in the boat. They've got like. <laughs> you got to the... be more specific. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this. Uh, I, I think I, I'm pretty sure I saw this one. If the money is there, there we do not money. care. That's the motto. Yeah. Um, I hated it the first time I watched it. I'm like, they oh, were trying it. really hard to be funny, and I don't know no. who the, the the guy who um who is the Treat Williams, Anthony Harold. Uh, treat such a treat. It? He was. I don't know. There was someone who was. He, he was the comedic. He was also in a couple of movies. He's plays basically the same nervous kind of character who is making bad jokes. Steve Buscemi? No. Yeah, well, he's t- he's like a he's like a poor man Steve Buscemi. Woody Allen. Um, yeah, without the uh, molestation. Pete Barbuti. Uh, <laughs> and I thought, oh god, this is really bad. But then I gave it some time because I thought, okay, I'll watch it with my grandma because she likes these kind of silly movies. And the second time through, I'm like, oh, okay, this is actually kind of fun. And I've seen it a couple more times since then. So every viewing, it gets more entertaining because I now I I don't try to think about it as being anything but just. But wasn't there a fun. slew of these underwater monster movies yeah. for a little bit? I yeah. mean, in the eighties they were coming out. There's and and yeah, they were they were doing a lot of those. Like um, we had the, the abyss, the abyss, and the late eighties, and a couple other ones like that. But Leviathan. We also, yeah, Leviathan. Leviathan. But What's the one called? A, the Deep. That was in nineteen seventy-seven. Yeah. Then there's was, Lucy. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, <coughs> yeah, Deep Lucy, I think comes Overlords out. of the oh, Deep. Yeah. Is that yeah. did someone say that one? No. <laughs> yeah, Deep Rising is that's a Roger Corman knockoff. Yeah, yeah. This is quite a silly movie. I like I like Deep uh, Deep Rising. Yeah. It's kind of goofy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, well I mean, and then you got those those crossovers, you know, they had a lot of these, but they also did and a numerous uh, there was a couple of these that did that. They also did their little ripoff of the thing. Too, you know, where there was some kind of they were mutants or you know lab experiments out in the ocean, so they couldn't get away. But anyway, yeah. So then there was um, who did uh, the writer for for Jaws? Uh, what was his name? Peter Peter Benchley's Benchley? The Beast. Yeah, he did The Beast or the Creature. It was a creature. Peter Benchley's Creature. I think that was a, a mini. That's a shark. TV. The shark guy. Uh, something like that. Yeah, the shark shark guy. Um, 
<laughs> right. So yeah, I, I like. He looked kind of cool. He he does look kind of cool. I, I have to admit, the monster looks kind of cool. He looks like a skinny version of uh, Shark King or whatever. <laughs> Just, you know, kind of something stupid like that. So yeah. in 1998, we also got the the two movies that came out simultaneously: Deep Impact and uh, what was it Armageddon? Yeah, oh, Armageddon. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah, yeah. Two that come out the same the exact same year, and uh, I think they were equally shitty uh, movies. <laughs> so. Deep Impact and, is boring. and 2000 was coming yeah. up, so you know everybody's like. Apocalypse yeah, we got to do this. Yeah, Deep Impact was a long movie. Uh, I mean, Morgan Freeman couldn't, as the president, couldn't say that movie. It just was long. Not even as God. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, whereas Armageddon was definitely, I mean, it's a Michael Bay, so things are going to blow up. Michael Bay! Yeah. And it, was, and it just star-studded, you know, for the time. Oh, God, yeah. Billy Bob Jesus, Thornton and man. Tyler, yeah, Ben like, Affleck, Will Patton, Bill, Bruce Howard Willis. Inferno. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. And then you got Aerosmith with that big song. You know, the back soundtrack. Back on the saddle again? What? Yes, back on the asteroid again. Um, yeah, you know, of the two of the two disaster movies, um, right? I think Armageddon is one. I would, if I had to watch one, Swarm of the two, is I would, by far the best. No. Yeah, I would watch Armageddon just because of the. Uh, it is more entertaining. Um, it's it's more action oriented, and the special effects are pretty good. Whereas uh, Deep Impact is slow, like. We're all gonna die. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm just like waiting for it to happen, and like Taya Leone is just like I'm waiting for her to die because I just can't stand her. Right, but it also did have Robert Duvall. You, you know, yeah. So, so you, you got that little compensation, right? If I could get Robert Duvall <laughs> as a combination of the character he plays in Apocalypse Now and in uh, the uh, um, was it the the Lions movie? Uh, oh yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, secondhand Lions. Secondhand we, Lions. We could oh, get that yes. combination of those two characters. That would be awesome. That'd be like the best role ever. Robert Duvall. That's a great movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. He was in a lot of outer. That's a super super good. I really like that movie. Yes, that was really wonderful. I always liked him in the Outer Limits. He was always fun, fun guy. Yeah, the fun guy. What was the other under <laughs> the under the other underwater one we had that year was Sphere. Sphere. Um, oh yeah, that's it. That's the one I was right. thinking yeah. about. Sphere. Dustin Hoffman. Right. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah the psychological. Sam Sam Jackson, I think. Right. That was Michael oh, Crichton. Michael Crichton. Yeah. 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 I I remember watching it and, and Get or Miss Crichton. <laughs> yeah, and not being impressed. I'm like, oh, big names, but like, what happened? What's going on? Like, I, eh, I'm not. He, hits, he misses. Ah, sorry. Yeah. Barry Levinson, too. I mean, yeah, I mean, it had, I just don't think the story was all that great. On paper, it looked like it was all going to be good, but it, yeah, the story yeah, just didn't yeah, pan yeah. out. It's like, it mm. yeah. I think I, I enjoyed the book much more than I did the movie. The movie yeah. was just like, eh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I like the book. It, it really looked like uh, there was studio involvement with this. No, the final, yeah, this film. I think so too. Because you're watching it, you're like, that's not what Barry Levinson would normally do. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. somebody said, Barry, you spent too much money on this one. You're going to listen to us. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're cheap. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have a Star Trek movie Insurrection. Which one's that? So there's an insurrection. It doesn't matter. Moving on. 
this this movie and then the one that comes up uh, nemesis these are two terrible star trek movies that are not really i'm not going to waste any time really talking about because they're just not good so well, well wait a minute now why don't you like insurrection what what, what about it, it don't you like insurrection is just a, it's just a the, the, the basic plot line is there's this planet that's been discovered that it's it's kind of like oh the fountain of youth sort of thing and then there's this this alien species who's undergoing if i if memory serves a uh, sort of a, a genetic um uh virus or something their their species are dying and so they basically conspire with a high-ranking starfleet admiral to go to this planet to kind of take it over and of course, the inter- Picard and the Enterprise crew get wind of it, and they decide, "No, God damn it, we're not doing this. We're going to stand up for them." And it's just—it's not good. It's a—it's it, uh, just a—it it might fit for an hour-long episode, but a two-hour movie, no. It, it's right—it's not well done. It's just kind of a eh, story idea. And eh, directing too. <laughs> yeah, and, and this is, and this is the weird thing. Jonathan Frakes does. I he does a good Star Trek movie. I mean, he did First Contact, which I yeah. really like. He's which directed he episodes of some of the newer stuff. I, I think he's got. I think he's a he's a competent director. But this one, I just nah, it was they, just yeah. And they there's even a joke at the end where I think was it um, was that. Who, who was it? Was it F. Murray Abraham? Was F. Murray he? Abraham. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. Playing yeah. The, he's playing the big bad guy, and he and Picard are facing off. I think in some sort of satellite, or whatever. And, and Picard looks like goes, "Aren't we getting too old for this?" You know. And I'm thinking, "Yeah, <laughs> you are," because this. And I don't think that's an age comment. I said, "This is just a stupid fucking story." Just <laughs> no. Yeah. No. This is. I paid money to see this. No, thank you. I'm. I'm like it. Just. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, even the tagline, "The Battle for Paradise," has become gun out oh, just no i mean it, it's just yeah it's just not a good movie and i i don't even own it i i haven't watched it since the the, the theatrical release I'm, I'm just not interested and in it. it wasn't good that is such a burn from you yeah and so why don't we <laughs> dovetail from that star trek movie to is, is oh no we have to wait for 99 for that sorry almost yeah, jumped the guns yet. here yeah. yeah we'll jump we're not done with 98 yet yeah we'll talk about the really good star trek movie in <laughs> Yeah, we haven't talked about the faculty yet. That's yeah, that's <laughs> Robert true. Rodriguez. Yes, which is yes. one of the several remakes of the Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, that came out. That was that was out there. Um, I have not seen this. So this somehow got past me. So I'm gonna have to look this yeah, one up. I haven't seen it either. Um, I, there that's it kind is. of interesting because hey, uh, I going back. I know it wasn't made in '98. When was it made? Puppet Masters. Anybody see that? With uh, Donald yeah, Sutherland, right, right, right. right. Yeah, what do you guys think of that? I kind of like that one. I for whatever, not the not the old. It wasn't the old one. Yeah, the well, it's Puppet Masters, but um, yeah, I'm just curious. What do you it. think of it? And it's it's been a long time since I've seen it. Um, I just thought it was again. It was very reminiscent of the that the basic idea uh, that was. In, yeah, it's, it's closer to the you know, invasion of the body snatchers kind of idea. There was like three or four other movies that kind of came out that were revisiting that. Yes, and, and, and that that similar theme. I'm like, oh, okay, and that's I guess, that's really what all I got from it. I don't know. To me, with this one, what made it interesting was they actually had personality. They didn't, you know, they knew they could just, you know, be in the single or you know, mind 
thing. They bodies were disposable, and so they were just and taunting people. <laughs> I'll have to so I'll have weird. to watch it again. Yeah, it was. It I just thought it was nothing weird. stands out as being particularly memorable. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, there were just certain things. Puppet Masters. I thought that was. It was a okay. good re- remake of this same idea. But yeah. Anyway. Okay. Sorry. Oh, that's fine. Um, I think the only thing then there was a, a a couple other ones that um, I remember seeing uh, the X Files movie, um, <laughs> which I mean I liked the series. Um, I, I didn't to think the yeah I didn't think the film was anything. It was trying to answer some questions. It was trying to kind of solidify yeah. some of the some of the mystery and the the theories about what was going on in that way, and but it just wasn't overly successful yeah it didn't work yeah yeah it was kind of a boring long boring right. episode yeah, that right. like yeah, oh we're, exactly. we're gonna connect the dots for you yeah. now and it's like oh okay it's it would have been so much more satisfying within the series to yeah. have that <laughs> couldn't this have been a two-parter <laughs> right right you know and then another truly disappointing movie uh for me was the truman show which i i i liked the premise of it but then it when it it kind of fell through really quickly and it wasn't like he was going around trying to discover whether he was in this show it was almost like oh i'm in this show and then here's like oh is that this is what we're doing this is this is how we're we're taking care of it huh and it just um yeah i just didn't care for it at all now see i remember liking it when we saw it but it i've only i think i've only seen it the one time and so probably would need to go back and rewatch it um i mean i kind of think wasn't that when um uh, Carrie was kind of starting to branch out a little bit and try to move mm-hmm. away from the like overly comedic roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Because right. this one is more this, serious stuff. Yeah, and this one is you know he's he you know he's a little more serious in this one. Um, it just you know there's still the Jim Carrey effect <laughs> sometimes you know that just he can't help you know that kind of shows through that I think is a flaw. Um, now he's in some stuff that that doesn't happen. So, Eternal so, sunshine you know, not, of the spotless yes, mind. No, that's why I said there's yeah. some there's some things where that doesn't happen where he's a true he is a good actor. Don't get me wrong. I, What'd you uh, say it, there, Gaff? I didn't hear what you said. Uh, the uh, Eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Yes, yes, yes. And did he? But, didn't he? Was it butterfly effect? Was he in that? Or no, no, that was no. Um, no, there was something about a number. Was that one twenty four or something? Twenty three, something. Yeah, one twenty nine or something. Yeah. Like that. You're right. Yeah, I, that was a weird one. That was yeah, a weird. Yeah, one. and he's really good at that. Yeah, but I, I personally liked the Truman Show. I thought it was kind of an understated movie, in in a lot of ways, you know. And I thought Carrie did a, a, a pretty a pretty good job of it. Yeah. So I, again, I really, it's almost I really that, kind of liked it. Yeah, yeah it's almost again. That's almost like in my high concept science fiction sort of. Yeah, it's it's kind of it was an interesting idea, and I I I liked it. But and again, I thought it it had a lot of people that I like. You know, Ed Harris, who I Mm -hmm. thought his his and it it was just kind of a a novel uh, a novel take, and it's really interesting if you think of the story now that a lot of people are living these manufactured lives on social media, where they they put out this sort of like fake reality, and one has to wonder. It's like, oh, this is kind of you know, kind of foretelling what was coming. Oh, oh, absolutely. That's one of the things I liked about it. I mean, you know, it's very prescient. And, and you know, yeah, 
spot on in what was going on and 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 how things can move forward you know and how things you know a, a prediction if which is hard i hate, don't like that word but you know that's you know and and it kind of becomes kind of becomes true yeah, yeah. definitely uh, gonna have to rewatch it it's been yeah, yeah. too long for that one for me yeah. i uh i saw soldier in the theater Yes, the Kurt, well, I didn't see it in the theater. Yeah, I saw it though. The Kurt Russell. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, that was it's like uh, my kid was like one year old, so we would look for any time we get a babysitter, we go see any fucking movie in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like, those days. You're like, oh, Kurt Russell. Okay, we're in. You know, it's but, not an atrocious movie by any means. Yeah, it's just not real memorable. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah you know, just not real memorable. Yeah, a good. It seems like a yeah. And, and there again was. Wasn't there a couple other movies out there like this? Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, where they had probably a <laughs> universal soldier, soldier, yeah, yeah. that kind mm-hmm. of idea that just yep. That was a couple of years prior. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, anybody here see Six String Samurai? Yes. Uh, yes. I <laughs> okay. So, I'm just curious. What's the, what's the consensus on? Oh, this? that was a long time ago, though. Uh, yeah. And if I remember correctly, it wasn't real good. Yeah, it's like but I don't. It's interesting yeah, for a first yeah. watch, but yeah, yeah. Go it, back. I never. Yeah, I, it would be kind of interesting to go back to look at it again. Though. Yeah, I, from yeah. what I remember, because I think I might actually still own the DVD. It's like you, you read <laughs> you read the byline and you're thinking, okay, this sounds like this could be fun. <laughs> yeah, and it kind of starts great, out great title. It, yeah, yeah, and then it just never goes anywhere it just doesn't yeah, come together yeah, and i was yeah. i remember watching going god i really really want to like this and it's like this that that whole like rockabilly buddy holly post-apocalyptic <laughs> yeah yeah they really <laughs> need some wu-tang kung fu in yeah here it's like oh god this what hell, yeah what the hell yeah <laughs> so close it's like oh yeah, yeah. Hmm. okay so i'm getting cool. great name <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but yes i did see it <laughs> Now, there's another one on the list. I haven't seen it, but I noticed it's on Tubi, so I might put this on my Tubi watch list. Uh, News, New Rose Hotel. Oh, my fucking God. I was just getting ready to talk about that movie. <laughs> I will I will get, take it away. <laughs> yes, yes. Abel Ferrara um, from the story by William Gibson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, Burning Chrome. Um it's a it's i it's really good i forgot about this movie you know i haven't thought about this movie in a what while. is this one again so new rose hotel new rose it's a very it's cyberpunk man it's just yeah. and it's really good um i really like it um abel ferrara is one of the guys that, right that is a which is kind of interesting that's him. Yeah. and he hit this but there again his you know the basic uh material came from gibson's uh genius brain so it's i liked it and i like and shit i love christopher walken i love william william defoe oh no what one more ask for okay well it's on tubi so i'm putting that on my watch list and it's great it's great if you haven't seen it i think yeah i really like it Oh yeah, I was just getting ready to mention that because I, I, I saw that. The other thing before we got out of here, uh, Pi won the nineteen ninety eight uh, drug award at Sundance. Uh, that's so you know it, it it got some pretty good accolades when it came out, but not your normal movie. <laughs> right. I look forward to watching Pi yeah. for sure. What about nineteen ninety nine? I do ninety nine. I mean, we got to start with Deep Blue Sea. 
I love that movie. <laughs> that movie's awesome. Yeah, that movie is awesome. I mean, I love LL Cool J's song. Uh-huh. The soundtrack of that? Yep. I'm a shark. I'm going to eat you. I mean, <laughs> come on, man. That is like the baddest ass song in the world. Um, I, I went to see Deep Blue Sea. It was uh, I was with my friend, and we went actually to go see this. And um, there was another movie that came out. Oh, uh, Lake Placid was out at the same time. Oh, I love that movie. So we actually went to the theater to go see Lake Placid. And I got out just in time to go see Deep Blue Sea. So we went and we got a refill on the popcorn. And we just like walked right in to go see Deep Blue Sea. Nice. I'm like, oh, why not? Let's let's just watch Deep Blue Sea. Double and, creature feature. Cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was it was it's a very entertaining movie. Um, it's got some good good uh, good special effects. Um, it's it's not every line it's not always uh successful in, in every i think every aspect but it's still kind of fun it's something to, to watch once in a while and um so is this you know, someone where they boost the intelligence the the, well they're studying sharks, sharks right? because there's a cure to alzheimer's yeah and so they have the intelligent shark right um but i do disagree with um ll about his perfect omelet it is not two eggs. I'm sorry, LL. It is three, like everyone knows. So, <laughs> other than that, I thought it was, that was a lot of fun. That's a creep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a creep. That's, no, that's a song by Radiohead. <laughs> You're such a creep. Exactly. So, there, I started it off. Uh, we have Bicentennial Man. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I saw that one. I've never seen it. <clears throat> I, I I'm in the camp where I like this movie. Um, it's uh, you know, and again, I think this is that part of uh, that time period where we start seeing some comedians break out of their their shtick, so to speak. And I think this is you know, Robin Williams is starting to move away from the the zany antics and moving into some different material. And you know, again, you, you think about the um, the 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 theme of this story, this machine, uh, you know, you know, and it's kind of based on, you know, Asimov, who, who then wants to become human and his journey over time as he, he achieves this. That's I'm yeah, and, and not just him, but uh, Robert Silverberg had something to do with that, yeah. too. Yes, yes. Uh, he right. I think he co-wrote. Yeah. This whole that whole. Uh, yeah. Thing. And, and so, you know, it's just it, it, the whole it just explores concepts of you know uh humanity you know you can even think of like you know uh, slavery if you want uh mortality and why i don't think it's a perfect movie there's something about robin williams performance that i i really enjoyed and just as he moves through time um i don't know there's there's it was one of those things where i had a hard time I remember seeing it. I might have actually seen it in the theater and then trying to track this thing uh, down on any streaming service or DVD or Blu-ray is virtually impossible. And I, I ended up finding a copy, I think off of Amazon or eBay, because I, I just wanted a, a copy because, it, again, it, I'm just a sucker for robot movies anyways. But there was just something that kind of spoke to me the movie this just the concept of a machine one and again if we look at my history of science fiction even like star trek the motion picture a machine trying to you know trying to better itself so then yeah that's like right house so yeah and i I, like i said it it didn't do very well but it's just one of those things that i personally love yeah yeah 
Well, if nobody else is going to talk, I will. I agreed. I liked it. Um, I, I thought they did a pretty good job. Uh, Chris Columbus did a pretty good job of, of interpreting the, the writing. Uh, and the book is great. It's just really good. I love Silverberg and the combination with him and, and uh, Asimov. It was a very good, that's a very good combination, actually. And you got the real cerebral with the, with the more active guy you know that's the way I, I i envisioned the two of them but i liked it i thought it was good i thought it was good we also had uh david cronenberg's probably his, his you know his peak of 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 body morphing and the integration of man and machine existence uh which had willem defoe in it hey what the hell man <laughs> yeah dude law jennifer jason lee um I really, I really liked it. Uh, it got pretty well panned. Not, not a lot of people liked it, but I liked it because of what it was and what it was uh, uh, depicting. You know, this is the Matrix. You know, this is the this is the Matrix, and that was just a, a good concept at the time. Well, the Matrix also came out this year. Speaking of <laughs> yes. the Matrix, yes, right, yes, which I I really loved the first one. Um, it was the so over the top and and crazy and mind expanding, and the special effects are crazy good, and the intense CG, the bullet time, all, all of all those things, uh, and it's just entertaining. It's uh, you know you're combining ridiculous martial arts and gunplay in in a, an altered reality where it, again it's like dark city on steroids in a, in a kind of way, <laughs> yes. you know? So it, there was just too much not to like and perfect casting. I think, uh, you know, with, uh, agent Smith. And, uh, although I was waiting for him to break out some kind of elf and song halfway through, but it was still <laughs> just such a, uh, fun movie. The other ones were not so successful for me, especially number three. I've not seen the new one, so I don't I have no idea. Um, Mr. but Henderson. But the, this first one was, was just crazy fun. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, I think when we first saw it, uh, I saw it with Professor Feather at the theater, and I think we were both getting irritated with the film because you didn't know what was really going on. You know, they were yeah. flip-flopping things around, and you're like, this is stupid. <laughs> and then there's a point where it turns, you know, the story, and you go, oh, very clever. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, the real world is the Matrix, and then, you know, okay. Yeah, so I think that was pretty cool. And then, you know, I, a lot of the production design was great. Um, and the fact that, remember, we're, we're sitting there in that first scene where they chase him, and he lands, and he does that superhero pose? Yeah. We both went, <laughs> Jeff Darrow, you know? And quite, we find out yep. that he did a bunch of the storyboards for it, because it, yeah. there were so <laughs> many scenes true. that looked like a Jeff Darrow picture in that uh, <laughs> Thing. Um, but yeah, there's, that's. But I think that's kind of what made it uh, great. Um, and I think the only good thing about the third Matrix movie is the superhero fight scene between Agent uh, Smith yeah. and yeah. Uh, uh, Neo. Uh, I think that is like one of the greatest superhero fight scenes because they just they come at each other and they hit each other so hard in the middle of the rain it forms a bubble in the rain. <laughs> yeah, and then the rain comes back down, you know, and you're like, oh, that's a cool shot. Yeah, I, yeah, I I liked all three of them. I know the third one wasn't wasn't the greatest, but I still yeah. liked it. That's uh, those are my uh, Star Wars or uh, Star Trek. You know, I I'm pretty. Uh, the the Matrix has been a thing that's you know I've been 
you know, watching and looking at because I'm a science fiction reader from way back. And to see it all come to life, you know, these these those movies really bring something to life for me in the uh, technological realm uh, and the the marriage of reality and uh, unreality. Yeah, we also had and the first one just blew me away. Like, like, you know, uh, Midnight Gadfly said, you know, kind of kind of going, okay, where are they going with this? But man, yeah. Getting, getting just a little, getting just a little irritated, but then it just turned around, and and things started making more sense, you know, and and the way, it, and so I, I I I give the Wachowskis, you know, total credit for almost everything in this movie yeah. because mm-hmm. they're just powerhouses, you know, and, and how they how they went about it, just excellent, excellent. And stuff. they were smart yeah. enough to not uh, do anything that would strain uh, Keanu Reeves' ability to act, you know. It was really <laughs> that's kept, true. kept right within that's his true. range, you know, <laughs> right in his range. I love yep. Keanu Reeves, but you know. You know, take a look at Dracula. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's a sore thumb. Yeah, yeah. That is definitely the, yeah, the yeah. sore thumb of that movie. Budapest, Budapest, <laughs> Budapest. These vampire women are draining me every night. Like, really? That's the that's what you're complaining about? Seriously, dude? Three hot chicks who want to suck on you all night? My God. Yeah, bad bad news. Uh Speaking of sucking on you, they had Muppets from space. (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to make that connection. There's too much of my childhood wrapped up in that one. (laughs) That movie's not bad. I I like that movie. movie No, I like the movie. I I thought the movie was fun. I did not. I like the original Muppet movie, and I like the one that came out. Uh, maybe in the last decade with, uh, it was just called The Muppets, I think. It was so, just an honest and sweet kind of loving tribute to uh, The Muppets. I forget who's in it, but it it, it just, it's very nostalgic, you know. But I've not seen the other ones, uh, Muppets in Space, though. This one, it might be kind of silly. Yeah, it's just just silly fun. It it is, you know. It is just yeah, isn't that the one where Gonzo finds out where <laughs> who he is? Yep. Is yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, the Fez clan enjoys that one a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I really it multiple times. Yeah, from this one, from this uh, 1999, I think it produced my favorite animated feature <sighs> and the, one of the best kids' story, and that's Iron Giant. Yeah, so, yes. it was Brad Bird. Yes. <laughs> but seriously, oh great, great, yeah. great movie. Uh, my mm-hmm. son, my son was like three years old and loved this movie. So we would watch. I'm like, anytime he'd want to try to play something I didn't want to watch again, I'd be like, let's watch Iron Giant. He'd be like, okay, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, and this one has that heartbreaking. I mean, it's one of those yeah. movies where it's a kid movie, but like you find yourself just bawling mm-hmm. because you you see this sacrifice and it's just like how I felt when I watched the end of Johnny Sacco, you know, <laughs> like I'm crying, like, no Johnny giant robot. Um, <laughs> and I, I felt myself being moved in the, in very much the same way yeah. here. You yeah. know, it's a very touching, moving, heartbreaking yes. yeah. scene. Superman. Um, I mean, that's, you, you know, know, that's the right. thing he says, isn't it? <laughs> you know, yep. and uh, I thought, 
God damn it. Why is this a kid's movie? Why are you making me feel? Um, <laughs> yeah, but you get that you know? ending where the gear is sitting there in the snow and it moves a little bit. And you're like, right. oh, then not you, dead. That, not dead. Yes, exactly. And that's that's that, what that's, redeems it. Yes, yes. You know, but it's a, such a well-drawn movie. The, the animation is gorgeous mm-hmm. and the story is, is really well done. I mean, you really feel your feel for this robot um, and the relationship that he has and uh, yeah it's a it's a very effective movie the, the yeah. perfect combination of 2D and 3D animation as yep, well like there, uh-huh. there was no yeah. like, point where you're going why are they combining these two it was, oh, it was just great yeah, yeah. And this is the way it came out in a big clamshell case remember those back in the day the yeah. VHS with yeah. the yeah. clamshell you know let's try let's see how much more excessive packaging we need <laughs> no because yeah. it was soft and round and easy for kids to hold and open that's why they made those clamshell packages yeah. really, just easy for kids to carry around and open up um right that's that's yeah such a such a good movie yeah this this should right here this movie is going to tell us what we can expect from you know Brad Bird going forward till we get probably you know this is outside our time zone here the one of the best superhero movies ever made the incredibles i yes. mean this this guy I, I remember when we, when we saw this i i was just blown away at the movie's ability to handle because they you know they know that the people who are going to see this we're going to have kids we're going to have adults in this theater and the material is presented beautifully so that everybody gets something out of it the kids are going you know the kids might not grapple with some of the adult themes going on but it, it doesn't take it so far out of their reach that they they can't like digest it and likewise the kids stop the the adults are going to see this and a lot of them are going to be like oh man i remember loving robots when i was a kid oh, sure like yeah. it, it it is literally in, in my opinion as far as like a, the perfect movie especially animated this is like right up there i mean it's it just you can you can watch it a million times and never be tired of it and it will still <laughs> like you said dr head you'll still let it to the end and be like I'm, I'm crying. I'm not crying. Exactly. I know, right? Yeah. 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 Well, you, yes, you're, you're right in there, uh, Bluefest. What you see in, in the stuff that he's done with Pixar carries true carries through that same sense of emotional connection to the characters, that same sense of wonder and beauty, the same amazing animation. Um, you know, with the, the Cars franchise and and the. Uh, the other movies that he, he was doing at the time and uh you know with pixar and um so yeah the incredibles that i mean that's just those are all movies all of these that are ones you can just sit and watch pretty much anytime yeah I you know sw- like I, yeah i swear when i saw the incredibles in the theater with my son there was about 10 minutes into that movie i thought somewhere someplace there's uh, a blue fez in a theater creaming himself right now over <laughs> oh yeah product, yeah production now, design you know the line from stuff. jay and silent bob i think i just yeah. filled the cup yeah, yeah. i had to go back for a, i had to go back and get another cup you got you've got that animation mixed with michael giacchino's like john barry-esque score and mid-century modern design oh, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> oh, where's my cup where's my cup <laughs> i'm in a refill <laughs> i'm like this is everything that he has been drawing since the day i met him <laughs> yes yep 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 that, that i was i was i was in utter awe and and just like bowing down at the same time it's like god damn it <laughs> yeah mm. yeah my Very kid giant. walked he walked out of that and he goes best pixar movie ever <laughs> and i said <laughs> yeah. i agree i think that's my favorite one so 
What else we have in this century? We 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 have a, a movie that came out. We just discussed in our last episode, Gamma Three: Awakening of Iris, uh, mm-hmm. came out in, in 1999. We've discussed that thoroughly, so we don't need to get into it. But we also see Toho coming back into after a break uh, from their Godzilla movies. The last movie that had come out before was uh, 1994, 95's uh, Godzilla: Final Wars. Um, so they had taken uh, four years off while Sony was doing their atrocity from 1998. And it was because because they said there was going to be like this no competition clause. But when they saw what they did with Godzilla, they said, oh, we don't have to worry about this. They did not do Godzilla. <laughs> Let's get right back into making them. And that's what they did. Um, and then their Godzilla, too, was also redesigned with more like stalactite kinds of, of fins and um, a new story, different score. Now, Godzilla 2000 is a little boring for me. Uh, some of their reopening yeah. movies are a little slow. Like when they did the Return of Godzilla, I think, the or Godzilla 1984 is a bit slow. Godzilla 2000 is the same way um, with this Orga organizational monster. Um, it's just a, Which I kind of like, though. I mean, I like the monster, right. yeah, but it's just a, it's just a touch slow. It, no, it's just too... It was basic. As a basic, yeah, space they were monster like, versus Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, we'd seen that before. Yeah, um, but uh, I mean, compared to the the biggest grossing movie, but the biggest disappointment, I think, uh, after after the fact, uh, episode one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I remember going to the movie. I remember going. Because my friend wanted to go see it, and um, I remember before the before movie came out, we went to must have been Walmart or no Toys R Us had the figures on sale. We went to like a midnight like release of like the day of the movie was going to come out. Yeah. They had all the toys, and there were people lined up like two hundred mm-hmm. people lined up yeah. dressed in Je- you know Jedi costumes. There was a Darth Maul, there was a Boba Fett, you know. I, I mean, and I was just like, I was just there to see the the madness you know and um this guy was like filling his shopping cart with every like darth maul figure thinking i'm gonna make a million dollars off of this guy you know and then you go see the movie and you're like what the fuck man i just knew something was off it just didn't feel right there was something missing i thought darth maul was a cool character but you only see him on screen for like less than a minute you know and then and then only, you know, I thought, God, they're spending so much fucking time on this pod racing shit. Jesus, it's like 30 minutes. Um, it just, it just, something was off. Like they were focusing on the, the emphasis was on the wrong syllable. It just felt wrong. Um, and it wasn't until the wonderful series you can find on YouTube. Uh, what, what's the guy's name who does the depth to- Tony, Toby, uh, or, uh, the guy's that 70s show. No, 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 no. This is Mr. Something's. Oh. Uh, he does this really at length review of Star Wars Episode One. He talks a little bit like James Gum from Silence of the Lambs. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, seriously. Um, yeah. Let's talk about story. There aren't enough quotation marks I can put around the word story. And he finds like every flaw and mistake in logic in this movie and like ex- exploits it. And it's just 12. 10 or 12 part series i'm like oh my god you're fucking right everything about this movie is just horrible um yeah phantom has been that yeah that's a hard that's a hard one to rewatch. well you, and you know like that kid was so annoying that they wanted to kill him anyway and they should have you know and even the, the council said yeah dump that kid he's trouble right 
And Qui-Gon Jinn, he knows better, so he takes off yeah. with the kid, you know, and turns him into this little monster. But man, Qui-Gon they, was they, the they, only they, good character in that whole thing. Well, he was well, still, I, I like. He, he was an idiot, though, you know, because he ignored everything and he created the monster, Qui-Gon Jinn. You know, the whole council told mm-hmm. him, "No, too old, can't, can't be done. It's bad news." Oh, is that Qui-Gunga Jim? Qui-Gunga Jim. I would I would argue that Ewan McGregor being cast as a young Obi Wan was a brilliant oh, choice. Oh, awesome! Yeah, he was He's great. Yeah, he, but yeah, yeah he was but, the only good actor in the whole thing yeah, because you know he seemed to but, be having a, a good time with it all. Yeah, but I mean, you know, if you you think about this and um, just just the build up for the release of this movie and just the absolute insanity, and then I remember. Um, Friends of I, we actually took the afternoon off from work to go down. This is when I worked in Farmington Hills, Michigan. We went down the road of 12 mile to like, I think the big star theater down there to see it. And we get out of it and we're all like, what the hell was that? I mean, it's, it's, you know, you know, you think about the the first Star Wars, you know, episode four, and it's clearly, uh, you know, it's a love letter. It's an homage to those old Buck Rogers serials. It's got that kind of flavor. It's fine. And it didn't really talk down to you. This movie is it's 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 like talking down to get like to kids. It's all everything is just you. Nothing seems like, you know, you, you think of the Chewbacca in Star Wars movies. It's a big freaking hairy guy you can't understand, but he's pretty badass. And then we get Jar Jar Binks, who's just this ridiculous walking joke on and on. And I remember just watching this going, I, I don't. It's like looking around and going, am I the only one who's who's not enjoying this movie? I, I, I might throw in there Minya. <laughs> <laughs> Son of God, <laughs> just as goofy. Just well, okay, yeah, okay. And sure. it just wah, thrown in there. Jar Jar's way more But but yeah, but then I'm, I'm really to kind of tell us like if we're setting up a movie that's going to to tell us how Anakin Skywalker becomes Darth Vader. Holy crap! What a way to drop the ball. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm I'm I am not dumping on Jake Lloyd at all because that poor guy. He suffered through what the fans said about him and what they would write about him. I mean, this poor kid, all he's doing, he's just, he's, he's an actor. He gets this role. He, he was not the right choice to play a young Anakin Scott. First of all, he's too young. That that whole, what, he's like, what, nine? And, and, and Padme is supposed to be 14 and they're falling in love. I'm like, guys, wait, no. I mean, but... There, there's a there's a great documentary. Don't deny the alien love. Yeah, there, there's actually a, a great documentary out there called Almost Famous, the Unchosen One, and it's um, uh, uh, Devin Michael also was in running for Anakin Skywalker, and if you watch his screen test, you you you're looking at this kid and you're like, okay, I'll buy him as Anakin Skywalker. He doesn't have that like. You're oh, so you build robots? Yep, all my life. I'm like, no, that's no, stop. This we need somebody who can actually carry the emotional depth of a young person who's a slave and having to eke out this terrible life on Tatooine. And it just, or no, I mean, it, <laughs> it, it's just, it's like Lucas clearly, what whatever thing that he had for storytelling was gone in the by the time that he directed this movie and i think it clearly became obvious that 
He's just the idea man. He just throws these ideas out, let somebody else assemble them and carry it. Just keep an eye on the store and make sure, you know, people aren't creating bootleg shit. But, oh, man, was this a hot, steaming pile. It's just terrible. He, he had no one to kick back at him. Like he no, did with Ivan Kershner on, on, on right. Empire Strikes Back, which is why Empire Strikes Back is so good. He had a team of people saying no. No, this is terrible. Um, yeah, exactly. This was, I mean, and when you look at the stuff that he originally wanted to do with Star Wars and all the stuff that was vetoed, you're thinking Star Wars would not nearly have been the hit without the no people. Absolutely. And so, he, and he was thinking, what, what happens when you create a universe that is really based on Shinto? This, you know, or or put it into terms of Disney, you know, Colors of the Wind, you know, Pocahontas. It's a Shinto mythology where, you know, the force is connecting. All living things are connected to this force. And then you turn it into this. Camera. Into this Sorry. weird, <laughs> this weird metachlorian, like. A fucking symbiote space vd relationship like, like, a, like a germ or something like what it went from being shinto to very judeo-christian in in its, in its religious yeah. themes because now anakin is the fucking anakin is the fucking jesus you know um he's the force force fucked jesus um and you know there was no father i'm like oh my god are you fucking serious it's just the basic things that made star wars great the mystery of the force like wow that was just so cool maybe the force be with it meant something and now you realize oh it's just a german side i have wait wait these are little living creatures like what like like the like the dust mites on my eyelashes why what the you know um yeah it just it just ruined everything and then when you start seeing the holes in the plot the things that just don't make any sense no. yeah you know it just it's just utterly ridiculous and just pandering and horrible and there's and, no hero journey oh. here or even the fallen hero journey there's nothing no, it's, it's just nothing. like oh we we've got to throw all this stuff on the screen to sort of set up what's coming or the stuff that's ha- and right and uh, all that could have been done like in the very first star wars when the scroll goes up the entire <laughs> fucking story could have been told in those four paragraphs you know <laughs> And then you give us the story. But this one, it just was... Well, I think George Lucas doesn't really have good ideas. I mean, I I don't think any of his eyes are really that good. Um, And I also know that he famously hates actors and working with actors. So why he decided to, you know... And that's why uh, Liam Neeson said, I'll never... He's like, I'll never act in front of a green screen again. (laughs) You know, because he said he just hated it, you know. Um, I... And I think some of the people couldn't act in front of a green screen. So you had Padme or whatever her name is. She's a really good actress, you know, and she, that was terrible. Her performance was garbage. Very wooden. Yeah. Yeah. Everything about that. Well, it didn't help that they got the script like day of, like right before the shoot, they got the screens. He was so secretive of the story that the actors had no idea what was going to be shot on a daily, daily basis. So they were given the script and they had like a few minutes to look at it. And memorize their lines, and then they shot. But they had no context what was going on. They had nothing <laughs> to go on. So yeah. it, it didn't like they didn't have a read through beforehand. It was Lucas was trying to keep the story so close to the chest that the actors had no idea what they were doing, and which is probably lends to some of the wooden re- performances. You don't know where the scene is. You don't know what's happening, and it's hard to kind of emote when you when you have nothing to identify. Like, okay, I got yeah. seven words to say. But you and McGregor, you and McGregor is actually really good. His performance is top notch. You know, <laughs> as he always is. He's got that charisma and his. You know, even with shitty yeah. lines and not knowing all that stuff, that shows you that at least somebody can look good. Yeah, and know, I I like Qui Gon as a character. I wanted more of him. Uh, I, I kind of liked that he was a little defiant, and I, I kind of like Liam Neeson in that role. Um, but it, again, we just 
it could have just been so much different and better. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and Gadfly, you you were talking uh, when you talked about Lucas earlier. There, I remember watching a documentary on episode one, and there was a scene. And I think Lucas was even talking about. He's trying to spin this thing where there's a scene right before the pod race where they're in the pod racing garage, and Lucas was talking. He's like, mm, "Well, you know, um, I, I wanted to have C three PO and R two D two in there because I realized they weren't in there, so we digitally added." you know, to the garage so we could get them in there. And I'm like, no, that's a, no, stop. It's like, again, there's nobody to tell him, George, we, we don't need them here. There's no reason for them to be here. They add nothing to the scene. Why waste the time, the money and the effort to digitally add to the garage so you can shoehorn C-3PO and R2-D2 in for a couple of lines of stupid dialogue. I mean, it's like, God, it's, he was not, he was out of control. It's like that he was like a, a kid in a digital candy store, and nobody was telling him no. Yeah. It's like in the revamp of Star sick? Wars where they have Boba Fett, where he like walks across the screen and then like looks at the camera like for three seconds. Look at me, look at me. I'm fucking Boba Fett. You see me? Okay, then I'm leaving. It's like, yeah, seriously, come on, man. Is that garage scene the scene with the little uh, Italian bug thing? Oh, you mean Watto? Like, oh, Anakin! Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sled. Let's not even go down the the, the stereotype path. Can we get off this movie, please? Yeah, because we got to talk about one of my favorite movies of this year, and that is my favorite Martian. Yeah. Oh my god! That movie is awesome. I forgot about that. Yeah, it uh, again. It's like a kids' movie, um, and it was another one of those that, like, if uh, you know, my son wanted to watch that one, I'm like, yeah, let's watch that one. You know, so uh, and it was. And I wasn't even aware that this was made. Yeah, that has, and I like. I remember the TV series from when I was a kid. Christopher uh, Christopher, Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd. Yeah, plays yeah. the voice of the Martian, uh, and it's the Martian is the suit, right? No, or, no, he's the Martian. It's got Elizabeth Hurley, that oh. Jeff Daniels. Yeah, Jeff I've never Daniels. seen it. I, I I didn't get to see this one, so I I'm just assuming it's just they were doing like a bunch of remakes of uh, TV shows though too. John, at the time, weren't they? Blue, Blue Fest thought I was going to say Galaxy Quest. Yeah, I thought you, you <laughs> set me up, you mother. <laughs> yeah, I thought so too. I was, thought so too. I was waiting. For, I was waiting for Fez to mention because it was the best Star Trek he's ever seen. That was that's what I was waiting for. Yeah. I'll get you for that. I'll get you for that. <laughs> well, I think my favorite Martian movie is a really bad movie made on a really bad TV show. So there was just no warning. Just a bad idea. <laughs> just a bad idea. It's a lot of fun. Galaxy Quest. Back to Galaxy. Can, can we talk about Galaxy Quest? <laughs> At the end or end Oops, of the sorry, we're out of time. And yeah, yeah, this episode's yeah, over, I think, now. Radio, <laughs> Brought to you by. <laughs> Let's talk Galaxy Quest. <laughs> well, it, it makes the list of uh, uh, Mehmet's uh, perfect movies. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. So I think he's yeah. got like a list of four or five, you know. Uh, That's because he's secretly in love with Tony Shalhoub. He is. Well, <laughs> who is that? I think we all are. Yeah, Lube de Shalhoub. Uh, it's either uh, it's either sort of prick. Guy by, grab, <laughs> by Grabthar's hammer. What <laughs> saving? <laughs> um, 
Yeah, go ahead, uh, Blue Fez. Let's talk about how this is the best Star Trek movie. So I, I will I will sum this movie up by relating a story that involves the Next Generation group. Um, Patrick Stewart tells the story where the movie came out, and Stewart was kind of like, "Nah, I'm not really interested in seeing it." And he gets a call from Jonathan Frakes, and they discuss it, and Frakes is like, "Oh no, you have got to see this movie. Go on a Saturday night, like at 8 p.m. when there's a big crowd. Trust me, you'll enjoy it." So Stewart's like, "Well." then i went to the theater and saw the movie and he's and he's like this he goes he said it's it's the best star trek movie i've ever seen he goes it's it's he goes it's it's just it's perfect it's the perfect movie it's like to take a concept and then completely twist it around he goes he just he was just gushing about it and you know i remember uh mrs fez and i went to see this we were kind of looking forward to it and i walked out of it going that was probably one of the best things i've ever seen i mean it it, it is it's just it's that everything is perfect i mean sam rockwell in this movie he's like one of my favorite characters <laughs> i don't even have he's, a name he's, he's <laughs> what's my name <laughs> but but everybody is great in this and you can just tell how they're just zinging track and other science fiction properties where it's like He's like, you know, man, that's getting really irritating. She's like, it's my job, damn it. She's like, I've got one job on this ship, and and I'm, I'm going to do it, you know, because that's all she does is repeat the computer. Yeah. But, you know, uh, Scorny Weaver is wonderful. Everybody is yeah. just spot on perfect. I mean. Hey, guys, we're just want to let you know there's a problem with the machine, and it's probably going to blew up we're gonna crash so just fyi you know i just love the yeah. guy that's falling right. behind him off the, yeah. you see him swinging around he's like ah he falls down <laughs> yeah everything i i agree with you everything about this movie is wonderful i saw it in a the theater with with my friend chris and we just howled yeah and because we both like star trek i you know we're we're fans and it was such a lovingly done and yeah. perfectly done spot on comedy satire homage you know to the kind of like a young frankenstein type. yes in the, in the most loving so. in the most yeah. loving way you know a tribute to all that is star trek um and the fans they even worked yes. in the subplot and, with the fans and the fandom right <laughs> mom you know i don't have to take out time with this garbage I mean, it's really, you know it's like this kid he's like the geeky like oh my god they got it all the conventions the whole nine yards oh, he's gotta um, call his friends to get like do you have decks 12 through 37 and i remember watching this i'm laughing and inside of me i'm somebody part of me is going yeah, that's hitting a lot. <laughs> I too have the uh, schematics with the smashers. Yeah, yes. Right. Whoever ever wrote this episode should die. <laughs> that's funny. When I think uh, Bernie Wrightson did some of the creature design uh, uh, mm-hmm. for that movie as well. Okay, for that, I forget what the name is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about like great makeup design. Holy crap! The the main baddie in that that is some good. That was some good prosthetic makeup. Holy smokes. And for this, like, kind of small film. I mean, it's it's not like this big blockbuster film. This thing just kind of came in out of nowhere and just, you know, just kind of caused a ruckus there with, uh, you know, sci-fi fans. My my only thing is, uh, and I, I'm assuming most people have seen it now, so spoiler alert, when they, when they crashed part of the ship on Earth in the convention and... Uh, what's his name? The big baddie comes out because he survived. 
and uh, Tim Allen kills the character. I actually thought it would have made more sense and been funnier if he if he he pulls a gun and he sneaks up to him and he's like basically says, "Look, I can kill you, but you're trapped here. So what are you gonna do?" And they cut to the scene where it's like the next generation, and they and he, the guy's actually on the show now is like this method actor who you never see out of makeup, and it would just be like and so and so as the Worf. bad guy, and you could just see him like he'd be like. Yeah, he just has this like, fuck, I'm stuck here on this backwater world and I got to be in this stupid TV show. So, I thought that would have been funnier, but no, yeah. Now you got to write a letter to David Mamet um, and saying, no, not perfect. <laughs> you know what? If Almost. Like 99.98. I'm willing to forgive that. That would have been great. I would have loved to have seen that. That would have been a wonderful option if if there was an ever an alternate ending. That would be crazy enjoyable. Yeah. Because do you have you have John or Jane <laughs> Doe scenes option? You know, yeah. Jane Doe shows up um, <laughs> as uh, you know whatever, the, and uh, yeah, because so why not? Why not bring the the bad guy in in as well? You know, yeah. Oh, 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 that's not right. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh uh, yes, Galaxy Great Quest. Great friggin' movie. Good times. Good times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might be the best one of the of the whole year. I think. Oh, I would sure. say, yeah. yeah. Iron Giant yeah, would give it, you know. Iron Giant's Iron Giant. great. Yeah. Iron Giant Galaxy Quest. Uh, Iron Giant was fun. Iron Giant, Galaxy Quest, and Matrix. Those are like, would be like yep. my top three for that for that year. Yeah, I didn't see Wing Commander because it had Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> um, I did not. Chicken for Fresh Prince. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, I hear I mean, Virus is supposed to be pretty good, but I've not seen that. Um, uh, I, I guess the last virus? one I saw, yeah, or Universal Soldier, think... Time Shifters. I've never seen any of those. Progeny. The, the Virus one, is that the one with the Jamie Lee Curtis? Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. right. Which is not That's, like the the other one with the, the Japanese virus movie. I think it's right. a different movie. All right. Well, the, what about the thirteenth? This is the floor. one with the machines, though, right? And I, I like. I, I've never seen it. I thought the thirteenth floor was kind of weird. Not not great. Did you like it? No. You know, I've I've always wanted to see it, and for some weird reason, I always get the thirteenth floor and Dark City mixed up. And then I realize I'm like, no, I actually haven't seen the thirteenth floor, but I've always wanted to see it. So, I've, is it worth yeah. watching? I mean, I you know it. Probably not because I very I remember very little about it. It's a role other than Craig Bierko's in it, and I like Craig Bierko, who's it was an actor that you didn't really go very far. He was more of a TV guy, uh, played a lot of villains and and stuff in TV. But I, I kind of liked him. I thought he was kind of cool. But I don't know. I don't really remember much about the movie. It's it just seemed to be kind of non. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It just didn't didn't work. Did anybody see uh, the astronaut's wife? With, uh, Johnny Depp. I tried to watch oh. it. Yeah, it's super boring. Uh, yeah, it looked awful. It's a snooze fest. Yeah, it is. It's just, and, uh, and what, what's the what's the idea that he's taken over by a, an intelligence or something? Yeah, or what's going on? Yeah, essentially it is. So it's, just that's so, but that's so boring. I mean, yeah, well, yeah. And, uh, and there's a there's something that Johnny Depp had no uh, was no good at trying to play, which was some sort of machismo uh, astronaut, you know, yeah. uh, military guy. And it just, you're like, I don't buy it at all. <laughs> kind of like William Shatner when he comes back. <laughs> Outer limits. That's oh, it's so cold. Anyway. Well, any other ones from that uh, era? 
I think we blew our 90s wad. Where you got an extra cup there? Yeah. Flu fest? Wait, I'll, let me look around. I think I got one around yeah. here somewhere. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, there we go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I better not drink out. What? Oh, no. Oh, there goes, there goes yeah, 98. You guys take a dump? Say! <laughs> to do this is you've been listening to you've been yeah. watching it, it, we're not doing that anymore not, i don't no. know what i don't know what the fucking procedure is anymore and no we've uh, been bought out i guess you've been watching <laughs> and listening to heavy sane metal right Look, i need i need my cues man i need a cue i'm a professional <laughs> yes line <laughs> I did one 20 minutes ago. I wish I did. <laughs> Don't expect me to remember anything. Hey, man, that's right. <laughs> oh, still. So we are on Sane Radio, have always been. This is a pretty fair ending. Discombobulated. <laughs> you can find us every fucking where. Look, if you don't know where the fuck we are now, what the hell is wrong with you? Check Go back notes. and listen to some other episodes. How the yeah, fuck did you like find us in the first place? Check the, the show notes. Check the show notes. You know how many times we've said where we're at? If you don't know where we're at by now, then not ever. Here it is like. That is, that is just ink, so fucking weird. Yeah, ink, inconsiderate and <laughs> losing us like Liam Neeson loses kids in those Taken movies. <laughs> Pretty soon it just becomes like bad parents. And twice. I mean, right? What's... I've lost my child again for the third time. Damn it. Just like he lost Anakin. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just the... I want to yeah. see a team up of him and... Uh, uh, God damn it. He read the crazy movies. Or he's the assassin guy. John Wick? John Wick. Qui-Gon and John Wick together? Yeah, yeah, oh, together. Oh, take Taken and John Wick. Yes. And, and we bring in nobody, too. No. And nobody. <laughs> that would be awesome. And we'll call it the John Wicker Man. Barry. Barry and Barry. John Wicker Man. The John Wicker Man. <laughs> Nobody's taking shit this time. I'm sorry. Hagen? It's Wickerman. Wickerman. <laughs> Wickerman. Is Nick Cage going to be in that? He's going to be in that. Yeah, he's in it. <laughs> yeah, he's the villain. I took them all. I took them all. Like goddamn Pokemon. <laughs> oh, what's Nick Cage? What's that new movie that he's in? Uh, the Unbearable uh, Something of Too Mastery. Much Talent. Yeah, yeah. I always kind of fun as they. Oh, I want to see it. Yeah, yeah. I do too. I thought you meant pig. 
<laughs> I was. Uh, well, I, have you seen Pig? Nope. Have you watched Pig? I, I haven't seen. Yeah, it's pretty good. You still have Between Worlds. <laughs> yes. And Willy's Wonderland. Yep. I liked Willy's Wonderland. Too. Yeah, that's was a weird one. I I think it's fun just seeing. Okay, what's he going to pick out next? Hey Tar, we're, we're we're trying to wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay then. <laughs> Everybody free.